Coming up today, we have stories about petty Thanksgiving dishes, an office Grinch, holiday party planning drama, Thanksgiving marriage drama, Thanksgiving menu drama, family disagreements, and we have more cake stories than we can count. This story actually comes from Petty Revenge and is titled Thanksgiving Petty Revenge. You want to be a dick? I'll fix you. So this was about 10 years ago. My sister-in-law and I were very good friends before I married her brother. Fast forward several years and she loses her mind and becomes a huge dick and we aren't friends anymore. (laughs) I love the intro. Her family sides with me, which probably made her even more crazy. I love to have people over, and we have the party house, and all holidays are at our house now. The previous Thanksgiving, she made a huge scene, and I didn't want to have her at this one. I didn't want to include her and made it known. My in-laws are amazing, and I love them so much that when they wanted to let her come, I gave in and invited her. My father-in-law said one foot out of line, and he'd take care of her. So she was invited, but because we were friends for years, I knew her likes and dislikes concerning food. She was not allergic, but hated nuts and any food. I managed to make all the traditional foods that everyone expected, but managed to sneak nuts in. So stuffing and sweet potatoes had pecans. Green beans had almonds. Other food were foods made that are universally liked, but she hated. All desserts had a nut inclusion. Brownies with pecans, chocolate chip macadamia cookies, pecan pie. She ate turkey and mashed potatoes and everyone else had 10 different things on their plate. No dessert for her, which was probably what she was looking forward to the most. No one noticed as it was all holiday food, but I was super smug about it all. I told my husband and a few other guests afterward and they thought it was hysterical. I did too. Okay, so you can obviously see where this could be dangerous, right? Because because sometimes food aversions are actually some form of like a small allergy. As long as OP is, you know, a thousand percent that there's no way, shape or form that this was an allergy and it was just a dislike. Cool. Then it's funny as hell. Um, And only because she was a huge dick to you, right? Yeah, you definitely get the petty confetti for that one. We'll do it. You get the petty confetti. Definitely get the petty confetti for this. Uh, if somebody's a dick to you and then worms their way into to a holiday meal, uh, I mean, come what may. But I think the funniest part about all this is that she didn't say anything the whole time. She just got the turkey and mashed potatoes and didn't get anything else. I was like, okay. So OP is, doesn't report that any kind of massive drama happened, doesn't report that stuff got crazy, doesn't report that there was big drama at the actual event. She just did her thing. And ate and then left. But yeah, she had control. Am I the astronaut for making a cake that stained everyone's teeth? Uh, If it stained everyone's teeth, you know that they were all having weird colored bowel movements too. Just saying, if you ever get that blue icing from Walmart, you know what's going to happen. Everybody knows. No one likes to talk about it. I'll talk about it. My 25 female best friend, L, 24 female, had her wedding this weekend. It was a smallish wedding with only around 50 people. L and I have been friends since we were five years old. We are more like sisters than friends. I am her maid of honor, and I have helped her plan the majority of her wedding since her and her fiance are on a pretty tight budget. I love to bake cupcakes, cakes, pies, and all sorts of pastries. So when the topic of wedding cake came up during the planning process, I told Elle I would be happy to bake the desserts for the wedding. 
She was very grateful, and I was just happy to help. Now on to the icing incident. Elle had a beautiful outdoor ceremony, and everything was going according to plan. The reception immediately followed the ceremony, and everyone settled into their festivities. The newlyweds only took a few pictures prior to the ceremony, and they wanted to wait until after the typical wedding festivities, first dance, cake cutting, toast, etc., to take all the family pictures. Might seem a little strange, but hey, what the bride wants, the bride gets. Elle wanted a small cake for her and her fiancé to cut, and cupcakes for all the guests. She wanted a dark maroon and dark gold icing. Those were her wedding colors. She's a Gryffindor. And I was happy to oblige. The cake and cupcakes had the dark maroon icing topped with gold flowers that I made with icing. I even used edible glitter to really make the gold pop. Elle loved them, and I was pretty proud of them as well. They did the cake cutting, and everyone started eating the cupcakes. After a few minutes, I watched the smile fade from Elle's face. She and her fiancé, as well as several wedding guests, started to get concerned that suddenly their teeth were all in maroon color, complete with glitter. My heart sank. I'm trying to imagine what this looks like right now. Uh, it's like it's like a grill. They had a grill, but it was like maroon, like a glittery, goldy maroon. Yeah, I can see that not going well for wedding photos. The icing that I used was apparently not coming off, like not at all. Elle and the other guests tried rinsing it out, wiping with napkins, trying anything to get the color off their teeth, but it wasn't working. I was horrified. Elle was now in full-blown panic. They hadn't taken any of the pictures that they wanted, and now the whole wedding party and many family members had glittery red teeth. It was horrible. I tried to calm down Elle, who was in tears. She snapped at me and blamed me for the whole thing, rightly so, and I didn't even know what to do or say. The photographer said that she could Photoshop the teeth in all the pictures, but that it would cost quite a bit more than what they had agreed upon. Elle told me that I should have to pay for it, and I didn't know what to say. They ended up taking a few more photos, many of them without their teeth showing. <laughs> why are all why are all your wedding photos with pursed lips? I don't know. <laughs> Everyone looks so sad and serious in your wedding photos. Yes. <laughs> they're going for the Great Depression wedding photos. That's what they're going for. Uh, I know she's upset, but I can't afford to pay the photographer to fix the photos, and I'm not sure if I should have to. I know that the icing was the problem, but she did pick out those colors and agreed to it. She hasn't talked to me since the night of the wedding and won't return any of my calls or texts. I did get a text from the photographer asking what email to send the additional invoice to, but I haven't replied. What do I do? AITA. Uh... My point of confusion here is that nobody tested the cake cupcakes anything ahead of time. Isn't it customary if you have uh, for a wedding cake to do like a, a tasting ahead of time? But I guess this was not the customary route. It's not like they were ordering from from a big well-known bakery or something. It was it was a friend made them. I would think that still someone would test them out ahead of time, even if it was the person who baked them. Like normally you would test one just to make sure it was all tasting OK and everything. Right. Right. That's the only part that 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 I'm confused about. I would assume that someone would test it in some form or fashion ahead of time. And then you would find out about the teeth staining ahead of time. But but no, you're not the asshole for this. You certainly aren't liable for the extra cost included in that. It's just one of those incidental freaking freak accident things that happens. And I say accident because it was an accident. It's one of those freak things that happen during a wedding. Things are bound to happen. It's just one of those things. And 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 as you know, as a photographer and having Plenty of hours logged into Lightroom and Photoshop, I can tell you, yes, yes, that definitely would take a lot more time. However, with AI tools now, they're being incorporated into those things and it makes it a hell of a lot faster. But still, there is extra time. It was her choice to do the the photos after eating. And that was probably the big bonehead move here. And you, OP, you didn't have any control over that. 
NTA though, it sucks. I understand why the bride's in it throwing a fit about it, but I also don't get an indication in the story that she paid you for what you were doing. So you just offered to do it and you did it of your own free will. If she's going to invoice you for photo stuff, invoice her for the cake. All's fair. That's where I'm at. This follower-submitted story is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Refusing to Play Christmas Music in the Office Until After Thanksgiving? NTA. NTA all NTA. the way, Tony Spark says. Yeah. NTA. Okay, here we go. I'm not a Grinch. Hear me out on this one. I want to start out by saying that contrary to what you may think by reading the title of the story, I actually do like Christmas music. I have nothing against it. Sometimes there's nothing better than listening to the dulcet tones of Bing Crosby, Elvis, and Michael Buble. The thing I have a problem with is the timing of the Christmas music. I'm a firm believer that you should wait until the day after Thanksgiving before diving into the Christmas holiday festivities. Thanksgiving is one of my most favorite holidays. The food, family, football, I mean, what's not to love? It is becoming increasingly frustrating every year that as soon as Halloween is over, everyone wants to focus on Christmas and they skip over one of the best holidays of the year. Stores are full of Christmas decorations, stocking stuffers, and even playing Christmas music weeks before Thanksgiving. What is the harm of just waiting a few weeks until Thanksgiving is over? Even at our office, my coworkers are increasingly putting on the pressure to play Christmas music when deciding what we should listen to for the day. It's too much. I, I look like the Grinch by refusing to play it, and they are all making me feel like an asshole. Is it too unreasonable to just wait until the day after Thanksgiving to start indulging in Christmas music? Should I stop saying bah humbug and give the elves what they want? Yes. <laughs> okay, I, I have to ask, is this you, Tony Spark? <laughs> okay, this is Tony Spark. Confirmed. Confirmed. This is Tony Spark, everybody. This is Tony. Okay. I think Tony Spark's going to come up and, and give us his uh, his two Thanksgiving sins here. Come on. Listen. Defend yourself. Listen. Defend yourself. All right. Listen. I, like I said, I have nothing against Christmas music. I, I just want to say, I played a Christmas song today. I played a Christmas song today for Jesse. Granted, I gave her one song and i was like we get one song and this is what you Way to go, Scrooge. listen because you know what here we protect thanksgiving and we appreciate thanksgiving and what did we have yesterday a wonderful thanksgiving feast we didn't have a christmas feast if we wouldn't if we just skipped over it we'd be waiting to have a christmas feast but we had a thanksgiving feast because thanksgiving is important because you need to give thanksgiving its own like its own time everybody everything else gets its own fourth of july fireworks halloween costumes christmas gets why does christmas get like three months they, they shouldn't team tony hey you got team tony tony for president protect the turkey that's what i'm talking about we're not just protecting the cake we're protecting the turkey today i don't need to walk into walmart on november 1st and hear christmas music that doesn't need to happen i understand that there's an underserved demographic for christmas or thanksgiving music and songs but listen stay strong out there people who are with me thank you for coming to my you're ted good. talk you're good you're good you're good I don't think I don't I don't think it's an aversion or anything against Thanksgiving. I think here here's my theory. Here's my theory. I think this all actually goes back to how the retail industry has taken what used to be Black Friday, which didn't used to be a thing way back in the day when we were kids. Black Friday was not a thing. I don't think 
And then it was, and then it was a thing. It was Black Friday, right? Thanksgiving just became like the day after Thanksgiving became an immediate pivot to Christmas. It was Christmas shopping, but, but the industry waited until then. Now, over the past 10 years, Black Friday isn't even a thing anymore because Black Friday savings start a month before Halloween ends. Black Friday savings starts. So retail industry, yes. As soon as, as soon as, like on Halloween day, you can go into Target and all the Halloween stuff is halfway packed up and Christmas has already crept out. I think that is where this all started. It all started by, by retail pushing Christmas on us sooner, which just naturally puts it in front of you, which makes it more top of mind, which kind of gets you in that mode. There are people who just love Christmas and I get that, but I don't think it's anything against Thanksgiving. I don't feel as strongly as, as Tony Spark does about it though. But yes, Thanksgiving before Christmas. I agree with this. However, However, we tried to to pull up a Thanksgiving playlist yesterday. We found like a couple great songs, but there but there isn't like a, a Thanksgiving music station like there is for Christmas. You know what I mean? There just isn't. It's 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 weird. It's all it's all Christmas music. It's interesting. Am I the astronaut for not wanting to organize a mandatory office holiday party? Hi Reddit, so I started a new job in late summer last year. It's a great job and the people are awesome. It's the best employer I've had in years. One of the reasons they are so great is that they have an excellent culture and they are a lot like a family. In most senses, that is a good thing. It leads to good collaboration and trust. But is it possible to be too chummy? One thing I've noticed is they have a lot of forced fun. There seems to be a never-ending amount of office celebrations. Every month, whosever birthday it is, they get a cake. And someone is expected, designated, voluntold to bring the cake for that person. And if it's two, three, six people's birthday that month, each person gets a cake. And a different person is designated to bring one to them. They literally have a roster of who's identified as the cake bitch that month. Surely, one cake for everyone is enough. Well, now it is the holidays and every Thursday through the entire month of December, we are supposed to have some kind of celebration where we wear ugly Christmas sweaters, ugh, and play fun games and bring in food. Not just once, but every week of the month. Am I alone in thinking that it's overkill? Surely one big celebration is better than a bunch of smaller ones. Well, regardless, this morning I was told that I was expected to organize and plan everything for one of the weeks. Now, I've never been a big fan of office celebrations. I don't fully understand why, but it just kind of puts me in the opposite mood of what it seems to do for most people. The games, the expectations, I'm having to bring in a dish. None of this appeals to me. It just sounds like added responsibility and duty rather than fun. I like my coworkers and think they're all great people, but I'd rather keep work stuff at work and fun stuff for myself. And now I'm not only expected to participate, but plan and organize an event. I have to plan a game and bring in food and all this stuff that I really didn't sign up for. If I were an office manager or HR or some kind of role where these things were expected, then okay, but I'm not. None of this is really within my list of responsibilities. So am I the astronaut for not wanting to do this? Ugh. You know, I think I think I have follow up questions, obviously. Um, if this is something where like it is your funds that they're expecting you to put forth to provide these things, then, then that's a problem. That's not OK. Um, if it's something they're either reimbursing you for or they're, you know, giving you the company card to use, that kind of thing. It's not as bad, but but I think this probably comes down to, um, I mean, the potential problems here. If, in, if, for instance, in a small team like ours, if somebody voiced opposition to doing 
um, a certain holiday kind of party or listening to a certain kind of music, we would respect that because we don't want to infringe on anyone else's beliefs here, right? It's everyone. It's an all or nothing kind of thing. If you're going to play that kind of music out loud, it has to be something that that everybody's okay with. If you're going to celebrate some kind of thing, um, everybody has to be okay with it or have the option to opt out of that kind of thing. It's almost an infringing upon beliefs kind of thing. Um, and you could take that right if you needed to here, OP. The question here is, am I the astronaut for not wanting to organize a mandatory office holiday party? And that's a feeling. You can't be an asshole for feeling that way. How to approach this without, without risking the camaraderie that you have within this team or this family structure that you have right now is tough. I think in the social structure of the team, you shouldn't be forced to, to do any of this shit in the first place. And if you have a problem with it, you need to speak up. Um, because right now, if everybody's going along with it, they're just assuming that everybody's all hunky-dory and on board with it. Um, approaching this in a way that doesn't make you the humbug and make you singled out and make you not a part of everything moving forward um, and exclude you from the social click at that workplace is going to be difficult. That's the part that I think you would have to to navigate delicately here and i'm not sure how to do that uh i think a lot depends on the size of this company um and the structure of this company i would suggest speaking up and letting your feelings known and finding a way to navigate through this this is just a tough it's a tough thing it's 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 a tough thing the social aspect of it is more delicate than the the work aspect of it the work aspect of it is they can't force you to do anything like that that's not in your job description and if you want to bucket bucket and let them know like hey this is not my job um, I'm sorry, I can't do that stuff. Um, or I, you know, my workload is just too much right now. And then they'd be like, Oh, well, hey, we'll take some of your workload and shift it over here. And then there's going to be resentment from the other people who have, or who I shouldn't say have to, but choose to take part in this thing because then one of them gets the, the extra voluntold work going on here. Yeah, man, it's just, it's difficult. Stop telling people to do these things. Stop making it something that is coming from the top down. Don't plan these events at the managerial level gives the team the freedom and the ability to put these events on themselves if they want to. And then it's on the team to, as a collaborative group, figure out who's going to do what and how they're going to make this happen. It shouldn't come from management as orders. It should come from the family, the team as something they want to do together. And then it's a, like a volunteer committee kind of structure. And that's that's a way it would work. Bringing that up in a way that doesn't make you seem like the humbug ass is the hard part. Am I the astronaut? Me and a friend ate a piece of cake. My 26 male fiance, 24 female, Liza, loves to bake and does it as a side gig. The other day, me and my buddy, also 26 male Josh, spent a long, hot afternoon golfing. We came back to my place and we were starving. Liza had just finished a Little Mermaid cake for her niece's birthday party tomorrow. It was a large cake, at least a half sheet size. Josh and I raided the fridge and pantry, but there wasn't much to eat. We ended up cutting off the end of the cake about three inches all the way down. Oh, no. Come on, dude. Burrow. As big as the cake was, that part could be re-iced and still look fine, so we didn't see the big deal. 
But did you re-ice it and make it look fine? Something tells me you did not. Liza comes home about an hour later and starts flipping out on me and Josh, screaming that we ruined the cake for her niece. Josh hates conflict, so he left. While I tried to calm Liza down by asking her to please be reasonable and that it's not that much. Plus, she enjoys decorating and all she has to do is redecorate the one end, so it's not a lot to be done. Liza said me and Josh are greedy bastards and we had no right. I ended up getting frustrated and telling her to chill the f*** out. Nobody cares about her stupid cake. Well, they're smart. There you go. That's going to defuse the situation. Absolutely. Liza locked herself in the room and I heard her crying and calling her sister about the cake. Her sister ended up calling me and cussing me out for upsetting Liza and ruining her daughter's birthday cake. I guess Liza gave her sister Josh's number too because her sister called and flipped out on him too. Now Josh refuses to come over and hang out until Liza and her sister both apologize to him. <laughs> what? He has trauma from past conflicts and doesn't feel safe being here around Liza at this point. Liza says hell will freeze over before she apologizes. All of this drama because we were hungry and ate a little bit of a cake. Am I the Askonaut? Are we the Askonaut? Me and Josh. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Also, you just showed your fiance that you could give a shit less about her. And I wouldn't be surprised if this whole relationship falls apart now. And your buddy who took part in the crime, but his way of dealing with it was to run and let you deal with it. Cool. Uh, good on him to leave you holding the bag on this thing, but him expecting other people to apologize to him for him screwing something up says a lot about him. It says a lot about you too, Hero P. Uh, you're an idiot, you're a brozo, and you're an asshole. We're going to talk about how big of an asshole you are because this, this is much more than just, yes, you defiled a cake, number one, that you knew was intended for a special event, Asshole point number one, your fiance made that cake, put a lot of time into it, and you minimized her effort into it. You minimized the amount of work it was going to take to fix it, and you minimized her passion for this thing. That's asshole points two through 11. You just you turned the wrong way at every corner here, and I don't understand what you were thinking. You knew you weren't supposed to eat it. You ate it, and then you minimized the whole thing. Instead of owning up to it and saying, let me fix it, you're like, oh, it shouldn't be too hard for you to fix good job oh and by the way you imploded your relationship in the process here put uh brozo d and brozo dumb on the ascon scale here you know i think i think you've got like the weaponizing competence kind of thing um it may not be maliciously evil but but the incompetence side of it definitely drives it to being an extremely stupid thing to do um i would lean toward two until he blew up and minimized her and told her nobody cared about her stupid cake after that fact. That was malicious. That's where this turned from being a dumbass offense that definitely shouldn't have happened, but it was a dumbass offense to malicious. Whenever he, instead of owning up to his mistakes and offering to fix them himself, himself or with his buddy, instead just started knocking down, knocking down his, his fiance over it and saying, nobody cares about your stupid cake anyway. That's not how you solve a problem. That's how you make a smaller problem, a bigger problem. And that is where he chose to be an ASCON one in this whole scenario. Up till then, it was probably an ASCON two fixable thing. Then he just lit the match and set fire to his whole world. And I legitimately would not be surprised if they are not engaged after this, because it is a much bigger thing to say something like that to your fiance. Say, oh, this thing you put all kinds of time and effort and passion into. No one gives a shit. And expecting her and her sister to apologize to both you and your friends. Yeah, that yeah, that sweetens the deal here. That makes you just that solidifies your place in Ascon 1 here. And your buddy's right there with you as an Ascon 1. He didn't say the shit that you said, but he ran and let you deal with it. 
And then when he got his ass chewed for it, he is demanding an apology from people that he wronged. Nope. No, 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 no. Brozo ask on ones. The pair of you. This story is titled, Am I the Askinaw for Telling My Wife That She Can Stay Home This Thanksgiving? My wife is a grade A-plus picky eater. It's bothersome to a certain degree, but on holidays, basically the shit show begins. She'd refuse to eat certain meals, and mom would take it personally, which results in a series of arguments between them. As a compromise this year, my wife offered to bring her own food to Thanksgiving dinner. I was stunned. I asked if she thought this through, and she looked at me confused. I told her about how weird it'd be for her to bring her own food, especially when she wouldn't be sharing it with anybody else, and told her to think about how mom will react. She got very offended and upset. My wife said that it's not her problem and that she was just trying to make it work by bringing her own meal. I told her again that mom might not like nor even allow this. She blew up at me asking if I wanted to either eat food she doesn't like or go hungry. I suggested she give my mom's food a chance, but she said it wasn't about my mom's cooking. She just doesn't like certain foods. We had an argument and I ended up telling her that she could stay home this Thanksgiving and have whatever meal she likes. She got quiet and then lashed out on me, calling me insensitive and negative to say this to her. I repeatedly asked her to calm down, but she couldn't stop ranting about how I was basically willing to exclude her from a major event. How did you ask her to calm down? How do you ask someone to calm down and do that in a way that doesn't piss someone off? It's like, I mean, normally people tell people to calm down. They're like, calm down. Um, Asking someone to calm down would be like, would you please calm down? (laughs) It is. It is worse somehow. Calm down, question mark? Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? The human torch was denied a bank loan. She started cold-shouldering me about it while at the same time guilting me, saying I'm treating her poorly after she after she offered the perfect compromise. Update, and so my wife has decided to go spend Thanksgiving with her family, who, by the way, live hours away. So this means unnecessary travel expenses instead and basically ditching me for the whole week. Y'all happy now? Though I appreciate some insightful comments on the situation, some others, question mark? Not so much, especially with these assumptions claiming that my wife has allergies. She does not. Where'd y'all get that from? But anyway, it's all good now, I guess, though I'm not too thrilled with her decision. I feel like she's doing it to spite me or to get me to cave in. Question was in the beginning here, am I the astronaut for telling my wife that she can stay home this Thanksgiving? Um, Yeah, in my opinion, yes, because... We've read stories before where someone came and and didn't like the food that was there, couldn't eat the food that was there. And the solution that we presented that at that time was if you can't eat or don't like food that's being offered there, bring something for yourself. She did offer a solution here. She did want to bring her own food to eat. And like she said, it's not about her mom's cooking. It is about some foods that she just doesn't like and and why would you eat food that you don't enjoy just to please her mother i understand that mom might not be happy by this i understand that she may be offended by this but mom has to accept that this is a compromise too this is a form of a solution she's at least choosing to take part she's choosing to be a part of the family event she's just not eating the same thing that everyone else is and that's to me sounds like a solution he's dug himself a little bit of a grave here he or she has dug themselves a little bit of a grave here um, and and telling her just to not go rather than deal with the the drama. I mean, I, I understand where he's coming from here because he's thinking about mom. 
thinking about mommy and how she's going to get upset. And he's thinking about his mom's feelings over his wife's feelings. And that's a problem. That is one of these. That is a red flag. Your mom can't be your priority over your wife, bro. You can't. You just can't. And when it is, that's how you end up with one of these. We don't have a mama's boy button yet, uh, but but it is definitely how you get one of those. <sighs> this really needs to be a conversation that you have with your mom, because you said in here that that inevitably they end up arguing between each other. I think you've got to step in and have a conversation with your mom and be like, look, here's the deal. These things she just doesn't like. Why would you eat something that you don't like? It's not personal. It's not about how you cook these things. It's just about these things or things that she does not enjoy eating. So she's bringing her own food so she can still be with the family. What is the problem with that? And yeah, she's still going to take it personally, but she's got to be able to check those feelings and understand that this is a solution. And this is something that prevents the arguments that happened before. And instead, you get to go without her this time and spend your Thanksgiving with your mommy. It's not a solution. It's not a good look. And this is probably the beginning of something bigger. I hope that it all gets figured out. Am I the astronaut for buying an expired cake? Hey, Dusty, love all the content from you, Candy, and the whole Thunder team. I need some advice on whether or not I'm the Askinaut, and I'm leaning towards saying that I am, but I need the wisdom of Dusty to help me decide. I don't know how much wisdom I have, but I do have a gray beard. Maybe that's indicative. My niece, Six, recently had a birthday. We had a small family gathering at my parents' house with just my parents, my sister, niece's mom, her husband, his parents, and grandparents. It was a nice backyard barbecue, and we lucked out with great weather. Everyone was in charge of bringing something for the party, and I was voluntold to bring the cupcakes. For a little bit of context, I'm currently struggling financially. I was laid off from my job two months ago, and I haven't been able to find a new job. I also have a medical condition that I won't go into, but it requires expensive prescriptions that I now have to pay for out of pocket since I lost my insurance. I love my niece, so I wasn't going to disappoint her and not deliver on the cake, but I wanted to get her a very nice cake from a local bakery, but I quickly discovered that they were way out of my budget. I wish I could spend $100 on a nice cake for my niece, but I just can't swing it right now. I decided to check out the bakery at my local supermarket, and to my surprise, they had the perfect cake and the colors even matched the Little Mermaid theme. It was on the day-old shelf, and I got it for a great price. I couldn't wait to take it to the party over the weekend. On the day of the party, everyone was pleasantly surprised by the cake that I brought. Oh, I think they thought I would mess it up. So I was feeling great that I snagged such an awesome cake for a great price. We sang happy birthday and cut the cake. I will admit the icing was a little bit hard, but not too bad. Everyone was enjoying the cake when suddenly my sister looked at her husband's piece and said, What is that? She was referring to a few greenish spots in the cake. My dad said, Oh, they must have baked in sprinkles. It was not sprinkles. It was mold. Oh, no, no, no. So up to this point, I was like, oh, you know, if they were selling it at the store on the day old rack, surely it was still OK. But then the extra days happened and then mold. Everyone, including myself, was horrified. Everyone began spitting out their cake and freaking out. My sister went off on me. She was yelling at me for being so cheap that I bought a moldy cake and how I ruined her daughter's birthday. 
I lost it. I kept apologizing and finally I left. I've sent out so many apologies and our family group chat, but my sister still isn't talking to me. Everyone else has been understanding that I was trying to save money and it was an honest mistake. I feel terrible. Looking back, I wish I would have just spent the money on a good cake and I could have avoided this embarrassment. Am I the Askinaut? Here I think is where, where this went sideways. So she got the cake on the Dale wreck and I'm sure at that point it was okay. But then how many days happened between buying the cake and the party? I couldn't wait to take it to the party over the weekend. Do we know? We don't know. We don't know how many days happened there, but I think it was, it was probably a, uh, a should have been refrigerated kind of process here, like between buying the cake and taking it to the party. If it was just left out over that process, that probably would have accelerated some of that. So I understand the sentiment here and it is, I would never, ever, ever think that that a cake that was sold at a supermarket, even on like the, the day old rack you could cut into and would have mold in it. Then again, I may not think of that. Candy Thunder, first thing you said was, oh, they didn't put it in the fridge. So I think that that may be that may be the misstep here is that it was it was not put in the fridge to be able to keep and make it make it extend longer. But it was an honest mistake. You didn't maliciously give these people a mold cake. You know, what do they say? Uh, um it's uh, like another year older and molding. Isn't that part of the part of the birthday saying? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I it was an honest mistake and I don't know. Um, I, I know where you were coming from. You didn't do it maliciously here. You didn't, you didn't give people that you love a mold cake on purpose here. I don't think there's anything for anybody to get pissed off about in the very beginning of this story. If you were asked to do something that you financially couldn't comfortably do, I think at that point, that's when you stand up and you're like, Hey, I, I can't, I wish that I could, but I can't. And you tried to do something with what you had available and uh, tried to do something good. And it it fell apart. I don't think it's your fault. It wasn't malicious. It was an accident. Putting her kids cake on you. That's where this went sideways. This should not have happened. If she knew your position, she should be securing the cake for her own daughter anyway, not putting it off on you who is already strapped and it's not your kid. Your sister's the asshole here. And then getting pissed off at you. For an honest mistake, for something she should have handled in the first place? No, you're absolutely not the asshole. Um, if the cake was not refrigerated, probably should have been refrigerated. Otherwise, 100% not the asshole. They shouldn't have asked you to do this in the first place. Her kid, her responsibility. Also, knowing that you're strapped, knowing that you're going through medical stuff that is expensive and still asking you to do this, your sister's an asshole. And then getting pissed off at you and while everyone else is understanding, yeah, your sister's an asshole. Sister is an asshole. Where would we put her here? I, I You know... I don't think sister's evil, but I'm putting her all the way up at a two for how she handled the situation. Asking you to do this when it's not your kid, you're financially strapped, then harshly judging you for an honest mistake, putting her at two. Putting her at two. I don't think she's evil. Um, Man, one more sentence and she might be, though. Coming up next is from Am I the Devil, and it is titled, Am I the Asconaut for Expecting Accommodation for My Vegan Boyfriend from My Mom at Thanksgiving? 
oh, this is kind of the reverse of the situation that we saw with the uh, wife who was going to bring her own food. My female 24 mom had invited us to Thanksgiving with her and the family. I called her saying that I'll accept the invite on one condition, and that is to make sure that my vegan boyfriend, male 25, is accommodated. She asked what that meant, and I sent her a list of options to cook for him since he can't be having any meals that contain meat, and the main dish at Thanksgiving is obviously meat. She got back to me later calling me ridiculous for expecting her to cook an elaborate meal for my boyfriend. I told her I was just making sure he'd have something to eat when the time comes, but she turned it back on me asking why I didn't choose a meal from the list I sent her and cook it for him myself and bring it. See, even the mom was like, just bring your own shit. This was a hard no for me because for one, she's the host. And besides that, I'm busy with school and she should consider how I sacrificed my study time to come celebrate Thanksgiving with her and the family. Ooh, that line doesn't land well. She should consider how I sacrificed my time to come grace her with my presence. She said that I was out of line and hung up. Dad called me and was furious, saying that he couldn't believe this attitude I'm giving about the whole thing, but just said that I was making sure that my boyfriend, who's a guest at their event, was accommodated, and that's all. We argued, and he hung up, telling me to get over myself. We haven't talked after that. My siblings want me to attend, but Mom thinks it's unfair what I'm asking of her. Am I the astronaut? Edit, my boyfriend didn't think that bringing a meal would be appropriate. He thought my parents might see it as disrespectful. And, and I understand that angle, but... They suggested it. Second of all, my parents are fine with me not contributing to Thanksgiving. They just wanted me to attend, and so do my siblings. I can choose not to go if I could, but then my parents will think I'm punishing them or something, which you would be. They will think that I'm holding my presence at the event over their head, which you are. What? Okay. Um, This is a trickier situation than, um, than I initially thought it would be because I personally feel like um, you don't get to send in like special dish requests to the host. The host is providing for you. You are thankful for what is being provided. If you have specific requests, I would think that you should bring those things yourself. I think the ask here is probably where it, where it went awry. The hard no on her fixing something for her fiance is like, I just clearly don't have the time. I'm studying and also I'm gracing them with my presence, so I don't have the time. That comes off a little bitchy and entitled, not going to lie. Uh, and, and how it was approached with mom, it was made as if it wasn't a request. It was made as if it was a mandatory time. It was a, a mandatory thing. It was, if you want me to come, you have to do this for my boyfriend. I don't like it. I, I don't know what the correct couth route here is. I don't know what the what what's the word i'm looking for what cotillion class would tell you you should do in this situation but it feels like i don't know what the answer is it feels wrong um if i were in if i were in this position it would feel wrong for me to make a special request of the host to accommodate to make a dish for just me that feels wrong if i have a special requirement i feel like i need to bring something that satisfies that requirement I can make I can make a request as long as it's a genuine like, hey, if there's the chance that you don't mind creating something that would fit within this, um, that'd be great. He's going to bring his own stuff or I can make something coordinating is fine. Forcing it upon someone is not. And I think it goes back to several conversations we've had where it's it's the you can have whatever beliefs you want. The instant you start forcing them on to other people, that's where you become the asshole. And in this case, OP forced her boyfriend's beliefs onto her mother. And that's where she became the asshole. In my opinion, they suggested that they make something and bring it. And they were like, no, we don't want to do that. 
She didn't want to do it because she didn't want to delegate. She didn't want to dedicate the time to it. The boyfriend, either she didn't explain to him that they had requested that they do that because he thought it would be rude if they brought it, but they requested that he bring it. So, so clearly she didn't communicate that to him. She just didn't want to dick with it. And I do get this princess entitled attitude from her uh, or this vibe from her because literally gracing them with her presence is the gift that she's giving here. Certainly. Gosh, gosh, I think I think the tone and the method of delivery here, I'm pretty sure there was a uh, a refusal to communicate or to relay details from the parents to the boyfriend. That would have been solution. She just wants to force it upon her mom. I feel like it was an asshole move. I feel like it was uh, an entitled princess kind of vibe here. And uh, there was a solution available that she just ignored going to going to on here. If she continued pressing it or she did it in a more visceral way, could have gotten to a one. Um, it depends on what happens with the situation. It could easily become a one easily, but I'm leaving her at two trying to give her a chance to, to resolve a situation here. But my gosh, um, you know, if, if our kids at some point in the future, they're not to that point yet, that if our kids did that to us, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to spend hours cooking a whole elaborate dish for one person bring something or if something if we can modify something that we're already making to work for them that would be the, the like we'd be all for it we'd be all for it but like asking someone to dedicate a, a large amount of time and expense to accommodate one single person is is not reasonable especially when there's another uh there's another solution present This is Am I the Astronaut for telling my mother-in-law to take her damn cookies and get out of my house? My twin daughters are both 18 and wrote the SAT last month. The results came back yesterday. One of my daughters, Laura, did very well. She got a 1540 and is very proud, as she should be. Her sister, Emily, didn't do so well. She got somewhere in the low 1300s, and I know that this is still not a bad score at all. But she worked very hard for the test and was really disappointed with her score. She's always struggled more with schoolwork than her sister, who does better without having to try quite as hard. Not to minimize her effort, Laura does work hard as well, but it comes a bit easier for her. My mother-in-law has always favored Laura, mostly because she does better in school. She won't show it very obviously, but in little ways. For example, she makes them a birthday cake most years and always writes Laura's name bigger and first. Okay, you get this, Grandma. Emily resents this a bit, but doesn't mind too much as they rarely see their grandma. Only Laura regularly video calls her with my husband. My mother-in-law called yesterday to ask the girls how they did. Emily said that she didn't want to talk to her. She told me, not mother-in-law, so I gave the phone to Laura. Laura said her score, and her grandma congratulated her excitedly. My mother-in-law then asked Laura how Emily did. Laura said Emily did all right. When I got the phone back, my mother-in-law asked me if she should come visit tomorrow and congratulate Laura. I said, let me check quickly if anything else is happening tomorrow, and I asked Emily if her grandma could come over to celebrate their results. Emily said that was fine, so I told my mother-in-law she should come. My husband was at work when she came over. She brought a box of cookies and gave it to Laura, saying she was proud. Emily was standing there, too, and looked hurt. I asked if she had brought anything for Emily. She laughed a little and said, not this time, but she'll make even better cookies when Emily does her reset. No one told her she was resetting. My mother-in-law just assumed. Emily went upstairs, and I think she was crying. So I told my mother-in-law very sharply that she can take her damn cookies and get out. She was shocked and angry, but she left. 
Laura is also upset because she says she earned it and I'm ruining her relationship with her grandma. My husband says I had no right. Am I the astronaut? Here's some top comments in OP's response. Not for this post subject. You stood up for Emily against her cruel grandmother. Laura is angry because she demands her golden child status. Both grandmother and Laura told Emily loud and clear that she is not good enough. But you have been silent all these years, letting your mother-in-law diminish and degrade Emily. She spent her entire life knowing, not thinking, knowing that she is less than her sister. At this point, you can't undo this. No matter what she accomplishes, she will always feel less than. Both you and your husband are solely responsible for this. It's not about what her grandmother did to her. It's about what her parents allowed her grandmother to do to her. Being mistreated is painful. Being mistreated while your parents sit silently by is devastating. OP's response. What do you think I should do? They have seen their grandma maybe once a year for a few days. The birthday cakes are hurtful, but I always made my own cakes for each of them separately. I couldn't stop Laura from talking to her grandmother. I spoke to my mother-in-law, but she said she is simply being honest because school is very important. She immigrated to the U.S. when my husband was in high school, and she has very strong ideas about how to succeed in the world. I told her she can't treat Emily unfairly, and she said she is not. I couldn't change her mind, so I just stopped letting her come over more often. For example, the holidays. My husband was upset but agreed that it would be impossible to convince his mother to act differently, and so if I was sure that this was hurting Emily, she doesn't have to visit. I don't know what I could have done differently, but that is not important. What do you think I should do differently now? And ladies and gentlemen, to give us some feedback on this, Candy Thunder. I think that as a parent, I feel it's that it was her job to protect her kids, and she did not. She didn't protect one of her kids, and she let this happen for years and the dad is just as guilty as the mother-in-law because he defended the mother-in-law in this situation so no she's not the asshole in this instance like in this exact situation but she is the asshole to her kids to emily sorry not her kids they're twins and she let this be something that's going to divide them probably for the rest of their lives they could have had a bond as sisters um, but instead she let this mother-in-law and her husband by proxy pit them against each other and make it a competition instead of making it about being sisters, about being family, about supporting one another. And man, I would have I would have put a stop to this the first time the cake came over and the name was bigger than their twins. I mean, like you, she knew what she was doing and I don't know why she yeah, latched sure. on to, to Laura specifically, but man, F that was, freaking mother-in-law. Grades. I mean, that's what OP said. OP said she's, she's naturally favored her because she does better in school that's i've never heard of such a thing yeah they're different they're different people yes they're twins but they're not the exact same they're not going to think the same way they're not going to perform the same way my brother is amazing on tests like he can go in without studying and nail the test i have to study so hard that it hurts my brain in order to make that same grade but my mom never in any way shape or form diminished how I performed versus how my brother performed. Like she celebrated us the same. And I, I, I just, as a mom, I could never allow this to happen where, where Kieran, if she didn't perform as Ava did, that I would say you that I was, yeah, I would never celebrate that differently. Her method of trying to defend or stop this was to limit the frequency with which grandma visited that did not limit the severity of the actions. So this was a, right. she let her visit less often it should have been a, if you pull this shit, you will not be here, period. Exactly. If you, you want to see this family, if you want to have a relationship with these girls, plural, you will treat them equally. She did a soft stop 
instead of a hard stop. And it wasn't a, it wasn't even a, she didn't do, she turned yeah. it down to a drip. Yes. Instead of turning that faucet off completely, mm-hmm. which didn't stop the hurt. It just made it less frequent. And that's, it didn't do anything to change mother-in-law's behavior at all. It just made it less frequent. And that was all. And she, um, where did it say? Her husband said that she had no right to tell his mom to leave. And she had every damn right to tell his mom to get right. the hell out of the house for so what she did. There's a, a lot of this equal, if not more, yeah. lies with him. I agree. The husband is more at fault than yeah. the mom is because she, at least she eventually stood up and said something. But this top comment is right. The damage is done. Like, yeah. I mean, Laura has been seated as the golden child and Emily will never be good enough. And the grandmother is the most at fault, but the dad's up there and so is the mom. And Laura is too for, I mean, I know she's a kid, but she, she knows what's going on because she got upset that she wasn't celebrated as the golden child. It's rough. Are you correcting spelling in the documentary? I did. I just think it's just bugging the hell out of me. I said girl Um, instead of her. I think, uh, yeah, parents, parents are definitely to blame here. And OP's other point was it, it, I I understand that it doesn't matter what I've done. What do I need to do now? So what, what should she do now? To start fixing this. Man, I I don't even know. I've never been in this situation to try to fix this, but I'm I would start with my husband and I would start exactly. with Laura and try to get Laura to understand what's happening. While it seems to her that she didn't get what she thought she was going to get from grandma, she has to understand that she's getting it while spiting her sister. Yeah. Well, and and that comes down to I think um a really simple explanation of the kind of person that grandma is. And we talk about this quite a bit. There are people who rise by lifting others. And there are people who like to feel like they've risen by shoving other people down. There you go. So grandma is that kind of. Yeah, we do. We've had it a lot. Grandma is the kind of person who is teaching Laura to shove other people down to Mm -hmm. make herself feel elevated. And it's not right. It's not the kind of person that Laura wants to become. Uh, Starting there and starting with the husband in the same conversation. This needs to be a family meeting everybody's got to get on the same page and they got to get on the same Mm -hmm. page quick and until further notice mother-in-law is banned from this house until she changes her freaking ways This is a follower-submitted spicy Thanksgiving story that goes like this. Am I the astronaut for asking for a divorce on Thanksgiving in front of our families? Oh, shit. Uh, Could you pass the cranberry sauce and a divorce? That's hardcore. Uh, Dusty, this happened to me a few years ago, but it is relevant to the holiday and very spicy, so I thought you might enjoy. I'm already enjoying it. I had suspected my ex-husband, let's call him John, of cheating on me for quite some time. He had cheated on me for some years earlier, but we'd agreed to work it out and stay together for the kids. Now he had reverted back to his old pattern behavior, working late, going out after work with his work buddies, taking calls at all hours of the day and night, acting distant and closed off with me, all the telltale signs. I had made it clear to him the first time that it happened, if it happens again, I'm leaving him. I also made it clear that I would not cover for him or attempt in any way to hide his infidelity or help him save face. We are open and honest with our entire family about everything else, and I refused to be secretive about this just to keep him from looking like the bad guy. So, for several months, I had checked his phone looking for irrefutable evidence, and I finally found it. Two days before Thanksgiving. I was angry, but I was not really surprised. I decided to wait until after the holiday to address it so that 
we could give the kids one more chance for us all to be together. Every year, we had hosted Thanksgiving lunch at our house for the entire family, his parents and mine, along with all of our siblings and their kids. In total, we had nearly 40 people in our home. This was a big undertaking for me, and I needed a lot of help from him, but not surprisingly, he was very distracted, and he was on his phone the whole evening before and the morning of Thanksgiving, not helping at all, ignoring all the things I asked him to do. Needless to say, I was fed up. So the whole family arrives, and we sit down at the table together to eat, and he immediately excused himself to take a call. That was the last straw for me. The least he could do was pay attention to our family. When he returned, I took my spoon and tapped my glass like I was about to give a formal toast. But instead, I thanked everyone for being there and then said that it would regretfully be the last time we host Thanksgiving as I was asking John for a divorce. I spoke about it casually as if everyone already knew. I asked them to excuse John's inattentive behavior, try not to blame him for his infidelity, and to give us both grace as we spend this final holiday together. Now, I know this was probably not the best way to break the news to our kids, but they were both older, high school, and this was not their first rodeo. As I mentioned, John had cheated before. They seemed to take it in stride. The rest of the family, however, specifically John's parents, took the news very badly. In their eyes, John could never do any wrong. My mother-in-law immediately started sobbing, like wailing. John's dad started screaming at me because I'd just ruined the holiday for John. Though I'm pretty sure John was still having his holiday. John was trying to get his mom to stop crying and got so frustrated with her that he stood up too, quickly knocking the whole dish of green bean casserole into the floor. Food went everywhere and the dish shattered. Coincidentally, that was the dish his mother brought, so naturally, she started crying even harder. This upset John's brother, who's always been a mama's boy, and he started yelling at me too, blaming me for the broken casserole. The screaming went on for about 15 minutes, during which time my parents, who were pretty laid back, somehow managed to gather what they had brought and sneak out of the house without being noticed. They did the Irish goodbye. They moonwalked. Yeah, did the Nick Panic moonwalk with their casserole. The rest of the family rode it out, but by the time it was all over, most of us were not even hungry anymore. The yelling match was followed by a long bout of awkward silence and stillness before my sister suggested we just pack everything up in portions so everyone could take their meals home. John ended up packing a bag and going to stay at his parents' house. I filed for divorce the following week. This will be my third Thanksgiving since, and while I regret the unexpected fiasco that my announcement caused, I will never regret exposing John's dishonesty to his family. In all reality, he probably ended up convincing them that I was the one actually cheating anyway. So am I the astronaut for asking for a divorce at Thanksgiving lunch? No. 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 I No. This is... You are not the asshole for your idiot brozo ex-husband cheating on you. And then acting like a further cheating brozo idiot ex on Thanksgiving, not helping with because he's distracted by his side pieces. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should have you should have noticed at previous Thanksgivings when he never went for the main course. He just always went after the sides. Eh? <laughs> Come on. Uh, no, it's not. It, I think he needed to be exposed. And, and you're probably right about his parents. If he could do no wrong. I mean, dad immediately started yelling at you because you ruined the holiday for him. Wait, what? Yeah, you're right. I caused him to cheat. I forced him to really forced him to cheat. So just so I could uh, out him in front of everybody and ruin Thanksgiving. That was my intention. You're right. It's all my fault somehow. Cool. Uh, And then his brother. I mean, you can definitely see where the mentality comes from because his brother did the same thing. The whole family was just like, oh, these kids can do no wrong. It must be your fault. Somehow they can't make bad decisions. They certainly don't take accountability for everything. Anything ever. 
got to be your fault. The freaking casserole dish that he knocks down on the ground was your fault, too. I mean, it's pretty freaking clear. There's zero accountability to be had for them growing up or even now. So whatever. I feel bad for your folks and I feel bad for your family having to endure the awkwardness. But you know what? It's it's family. That's what happens. It's what happens. NTA. The kids knew it. They weren't surprised. Yet his folks are like, no, I, I will not believe it. I will not believe it. I cannot believe it. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.